This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Phoenix, Arizona. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for February 21st, episode 1878, brought to you by Horselovers.com. Good morning, Horse World. Big Wednesday, the day you face your own biggest challenge, the day you risk it all, the day you either distinguish yourself or fade into the crowd. Hang on, we're hitching a ride. Daddy, I want another pony. I put 40 hours in this weekend, man, it's only Wednesday. I've been cussing this damn heat all day long, there's got to be another way. Do I pick up my guitar and I write a song? Well, good morning, everybody. I don't know, Jamie, if you've seen this going around Facebook, but the the America's largest horse barn. There's been a video gone around Facebook about this place. Now it doesn't say where it is, and I think that's intentional. They don't want it Norman, to Norman, Oklahoma. Let me just correct you. It's, I'm building that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's done yeah. by Carolina Timber Works. And is that, that the company you're hiring to build your barn? Uh, absolutely. Yes. Caroline and I go way back. I thought so, because it was down in your area in the southeast there. Well, they built this uh, barn. It's uh, seventy eight thousand square feet, has like twelve chandeliers. Uh, it's billed as the largest contiguous horse barn in the United States. Uh, wow. you want, uh, uh, so 78,000 square feet. It's 130 stalls, 10 attack rooms. Now, this is all one barn. This is not like multiple barns. This is one connected barn. It has a custom aqua trainer, equine aqua trick, rehab treadmill, and cold soak therapy area. Has a veterinarian area, which, of course, you expect that. Has two laundry rooms, commercial-grade laundry rooms. Has two feed storage rooms. Has four interior wash racks and eight exterior wash racks with six to eight horse capacity in each. It has a 4,800-square-foot central courtyard with banyan trees. So... 4,800 square foot. That's the central courtyard. It has. Where do you truck in banyan trees? I mean, those are in Hawaii. And, and South Florida, where Jemmy lives. <laughs> That's where they have banyan trees. And where's this barn? I, it doesn't say. See, I think they're keeping uh. that out of there on purpose. So now it has some wings, too. It has the south wing and the north wing. In the south wing, it has a private owner's a guest suite and entertaining areas. It has an entertaining uh, kitchen, it has a catering kitchen and a grilling area. It has a a three-sided fireplace and a wine room and all of this in the south wing. And then in the north wing, it has a three-bedroom living quarters and a 1,300-square-foot gym with a physical therapy room. Oh, my gosh. And the pictures and the video of this are insane. Maybe Jemmy can post a link to it uh, on Facebook. It's just insane. It's just I mean, you have crazy. to have 142 employees. Yes. To to manage that place. Yes. Y- yes. 
I mean, the barn aisles, they did this barn right, too. The aisles are super wide, like they're supposed to be, and there's all the ventilation and the tops. I mean, it's just done perfectly with the chandeliers, of course, because don't all of us have chandeliers in our barn? Yes. So there you um, go. Duh. Largest horse barn in America. <laughs> Jemmy, you live in that, right? You live in one of those quarters at the East Wing over there? Let me tell you, if this is what I get when I become a horse girl, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't hold your breath. All right, what's coming up on today's show? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on today's show, Jacqueline Jones of Green Ridge Farms Equine Rescue in Texas joins us to talk about their unique rescue program with a twist on getting volunteers. The Purina Mills Health segment has Dr. B explaining NSAIDs. Jamie shares some equestrian first world problems and reads chapter 20 of the Opium Equation. And it's Crappy List Wednesday. So you don't want to miss any of it. It's a packed show as always today, guys. And speaking of today, today is National Sticky Bun Day. So I know what I'm doing for lunch today. God, I, need one of those. I haven't had one of those <laughs> in forever. Sticky Bun. That doesn't mean you want to pour icing. What was that? It doesn't mean you need to pour icing on your butt. Like, don't, that's not at all what sticky buns oh, are. You will. I grew up in Lancaster <laughs> County, Pennsylvania. I know exactly what sticky buns are. I think they were invented there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, my daily winnie, we haven't done this in a while, goes out to a bunch of new auditors. We have Samantha Peterson, Christine Williams, Angela Pressano. Prinsono. Persano. Prinsono. We're sorry, Angela. Uh, Joe Christensen, Kat Thompson, Deb Fry, Tony Wilson, and Christine Waldron. Welcome to all of you, and thank Hi, you so guys. much for becoming auditors. Okay, Angela just canceled her auditorship because we messed up her name so bad. Prince, um, Prince, Prinsonal. 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 We'll Duh. go with that. Okay, um, my daily Winnie goes out to my farm sitter who stayed here for a week and my husband stayed here a week before while I was driving home. Do, I, I don't know if you remember, like I, I kind of hurt. I like, I, I tore some cartilage in, under my sternum a couple years ago and it kind of put me down for the count for a while. Well, I did it again on Saturday, driving home, hanging hay bags in the horse trailer. So I was like kind of out and down for the count Sunday Monday, Tuesday, Glenn knows I like could barely you guys could I could not talk very well on Monday. I'm feeling a lot better, but my dear sweet husband, you know, he managed the farm while I was gone at Flag is Up and I had Zeus with me and magic. And then I brought them home, but I was kind of out out of it, so I couldn't do any work. So my dear sweet husband took care of feeding the horses and securing everything while I was like in the house laying on the couch. So, um, Tuesday night, what's today? Today's Wednesday. So Monday night we hear it's, it's about midnight and we hear galloping in the pasture next to the house. And, and, and this is like where Duke and Chili are like, there's no galloping. They're all old. They don't gallop. So Chad's like jumps out of bed. He's like, oh, crap. I go, what's wrong? He's like, they're galloping in the north pasture. They're galloping. I was like, oh, my God, there's something going on. 
So he, I'm still getting my shoes on, everything. He jumps out of bed and he runs outside and, and he comes Chili back is in. going. <laughs> That's my boy. Um, he was not doing that because he was too busy galloping around because Zeus and Thor are on the road. <laughs> That's right. Zeus has escaped. Didn't just leave the stall and go to the grain this time. Usually he leaves the stall, obliterates the grain, which is bungee corded so many times that he tips it over and sits on the trash cans to break them. <laughs> okay, he did that. He also destroyed several bales of hay. It's like looks like, you know, there was an explosion underneath the hay. And he has left the property, which means he opened the front gate, went out the driveway. There's a road next to my house and there's a road in front of my house and the driveway is like 200 yards long. So he and Thor, he took his buddy with him this time, went all the way down the driveway, made a left on the busy road and made an immediate left on the side street by my house. And so that is why Chili and his friends were galloping. Because Were they were challenging cars? What were they doing? I dare you. <laughs> Fortunately, it's like 1 a.m. So there is no cars out on the road right now, which is a great thing because they were standing in the middle of the road, in the middle of the road. Chad's like, Zeus is out. So Chad, bless his heart, he was here for a week by himself and then the pharmacist was here for a week and there was no Zeus. So there's certain additional things that you have to do when Zeus is part of the house and part of being managed here at this property. Like the uh, 12-inch chain with the padlock. Yes. <laughs> yes. You have to chain Zeus. And, but you can, if you put the clip the wrong direction, the he hobbles, can open it up. The uh... <laughs> <laughs> You have to sedate him every night. Yeah, yeah, to like... tranquilize him. <laughs> If you put the clip, he can open double D snaps. If you put, he, we've got a carabiner now. And if you point it facing downwards, he can open the carabiner, but he can't slide the chain up. And that is the most foolproof way that we've figured out. Yeah, there's locking carabiners, all that. I just, this has been working, but they were flipped upside down. So uh. Zeus opened them, let Thor out and left the property. And, and the two and Mustangs so were out just having a high old time. Oh, just having fun. So I open, I, I, he's like, Zeus and Thor are on the road. Well, he's like, I'll go get halters. And I'm like, we ain't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. So I grab <laughs> a bag of carrots out of the refrigerator on my way out. The halters are all the way in the back of the property. So he goes running back to get halters. So I grab a bag of carrots and I jump our fence line. Mind you, I my like, I've torn cartilage in my sternum. I vault over a five foot fence, like nobody's business with a bag of carrots in between my teeth. I'm like shaking the butt. Come here, boys. Come here, boys. Because I don't know if you know this about Mustangs or any horse that's loose. If you go walking up to them with a halter, Pew, yeah, they're gone. gone. Like, <laughs> That's right. Because your adrenaline is up. Their adrenaline is up. You're kind of panicky. And they're like, oh, my God, what's wrong with her? I'll run. Um, so I shake the bag of carrots. And not and only I that, they're out. just basically saying we're not ready to go home yet. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, There's nothing more that's going to convince a, a Mustang or a horse to come to you in the middle of the night when they're loose on a road. It just it's like it's the equation. OK, it's math. There's no equation where like the numbers would work where they would come. So I have the bag of carrots. I shake the bag of carrots and and both of them are like, ha ha ha. What? <laughs> <laughs> ah, we're not coming to you. <laughs> hey, Thor. Yeah, Zeus. 
She's got carrots. Oh, man. <laughs> Hold on. Let me run and fucking fart one more time on the pavement and give her one more heart attack. Let's watch her face really freak out. And then I'll come. And there, pff, Zeus goes bucking and farting, turns, runs down the like thing, comes back up into the pavement. And he's like, okay, I'm ready. So they follow me two tenths of a mile with no halters and no bridles, no nothing, because I have a bag of carrots. I'm like, this is how the like BLM the should round up. I am. It was amazing. And I would stop and give him a little piece and then like keep walking. And I thought, this is how the BLM should round up Mustangs. <laughs> they don't need helicopters. <laughs> they don't need all that nonsense. Just a chick with a bag of carrots. Can <laughs> you imagine if they had a bucket of Mrs. Pastures? How much? How the roundup would be easy. Oh, oh my God. Just shake, some candy. Shake some squeezy buns out yeah, of that's right. <laughs> <the> wrapper. <laughs> Everybody. Follow the girl. <laughs> <laughs> so that is how it worked at 2 a.m. So I think you got him I back in then, huh? One. I got him back in at 1 a.m. And Chad, <laughs> I come all the way to the back gate. I'm like, open the back gate. Open the back gate. He's still trying to get halters. That's how fast the Mustangs <laughs> came to a carrot. Okay. So I, he's like, what? You're go- okay. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, this is totally my fault. Wasn't it? It was totally my fault. I'm like, babe, it's Zeus's fault. It's okay. I'm like, he's a nightmare. There's a reason that when I leave town for two weeks, I can easily fly over to flag is up, but no, I have to put the dang horse in the trailer and drive 11 hours there and back because Nobody wants to manage him. <laughs> do you think nobody? That, do you do you think that Chad ever wakes up at times like that at one in the morning when, we, like, after the horses were caught from being on the road, and you go back to bed? And do you think he ever says to himself, "I was a fighter pilot. I flew <laughs> F 16s for twenty years, and now this." Do you think he's he got, ever has that? He's thought? got like a full month of being a fighter pilot left. I see what you're what you're saying. I. <laughs> I, when I met him, he was living in an apartment in Westgate, which is like where the stadium is and all the bars and all the fun stuff. He was driving a motorcycle, living in an apartment. Now he drives a dually and lives on a farm. Ladies, let me just tell you, you can train him. <laughs> you can train him. You can train I the best. I swear he best. has those Don't thoughts, settle. though, at one in the morning after going to bed. You know what? Saying, He's stuck. He married I me. I could be living in a plush, posh apartment someplace, <laughs> drinking champagne, not cleaning up horse poop, not putting up with you. I used to be able you. to afford to live in Scottsdale. Now I live in Waddell. Waddell like, what with is you wrong? and yeah. all of your menagerie there. i don't think that the reality of his life really settled in until we got zeus like until something challenges his every move if there is a if there is a crack in the foundation that horse will paw until he's got a hole you know what i mean like if the window is a friendly piece of advice (laughs) do something for the man ever about once a week let's keep him around because I got to think those thoughts are becoming more often and more prevalent. Let me tell you, as a woman who married a fighter pilot who yes. has changed his entire life, there are certain things that we have to do. <laughs> I bet there are. You just marry into that and just know that you guys don't take anything for granted. If you want married advice, there's three F's. 
an old lady told me this before I got married. She said, feed them, flatter them, and another thing. And the other thing. <laughs> she goes, that's the secret to, to a, a good marriage. Ha- healthy and happy marriage is the three Fs. And don't you forget it. This is my friend's grandmother told she me She was that. from was the like, South, wasn't she? Oh, my. Oh, honey. I could actually do it in the accent. She's like, listen, darling, you need to sit down. I got to tell you something right now. There's three Fs when you go marry a boy. And you need to remember this because it ain't, it's going to happen for the rest of your life. And let me tell you, there's three things you need to do. <laughs> you know, I think that's even more prevalent for horse women. I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> you got to flatter them, honey. They need to be told they're good looking. They need to be told they're smart. They need to be told of it. And then you got to, you know, um, and, and that's the three things. I'll keep that marriage happy forever. Okay. He just ain't going to get nowhere after that. Where's he going to go? He's got everything he needs. He don't need nothing else. <laughs> Well, we got, uh, we, and I'm sure our, uh, our first guest is so excited to be she's following hung up that. Now. Yeah, she's, she's not with us anymore. <laughs> so uh, we have uh, Jacqueline Jones on with us. She is from Green Ridge Farms Equine Rescue. Oh, she's from the South. She gets that. She's a grandma. Are you married? Yeah, she are you is married? a grandma. I, I am. I'm actually a marine wife. So oh, oh totally perfect. Understand. You know exactly what Jamie's talking husband. about. <laughs> Yes, that's right. You smart and you tough and you good looking and you're you're saving the world and we appreciate what you do for our country. You just got to tell them that all the time. Yes, every day, every day. They're they're definitely special. Those Marine boys. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. More intense than an Air Force boy. That's for sure. I don't know. He flies at F-16s. They're a handful. (laughs) Well, Jacqueline, we have have had uh, many, many rescues on over the years, but I think that, you know, your program that you offer there at yours in Texas is a little bit different, and that's why we wanted to have you on the show. First, Green Ridge Farms Equine Rescue. What kind of rescuing are you doing there in Thorndale, Texas? We are a private nonprofit. Um, We do anything equine. we specialize in emaciated and special cases, so that means most of the guys that we get are a body score of one or two. Ugh. They are basically on the brink of death, or they're you know, older, they're foundered. All the ones that nobody wants, we get. Uh, Jamie and I have both been through that with horses we've rescued, so we know exactly what you go through on a daily basis, and it was tough enough with just a few we did, I can't imagine. And how many horses do you have there? At any given time. Right now, we've got, we've, well, we've got five right now. We just moved to a new facility, and we've got a leg on property, which makes it nice. So it's, this is a, a new, I mean, we've been in this area for, oh, well, golly, 15 years. But this is a new facility, so we've got fences going up and barns and lean-tos, and we're constantly intaking. We took in three this past weekend, and it's, we're just getting started back up. Do most of your rescues come from auctions, or they come from the sheriff's department? Where do they come from? It's it's we don't do. I don't personally go to the auctions. I don't want to give in to that whole kind of you know endless circle of you know giving in to the kill buyers. Most of our guys are from the sheriff's department. Owner surrenders that you know line of work. Right. Yeah. So we don't do you know the auction kill yards. Plus, it's they're not any close to us anyway. And I I honestly might go to jail because I can't. I can't do the whole, you know, why are you beating them? Why are they so skinny? So I just, you know, stand in a little That's why we don't let Jamie go, too. Because <laughs> I can't afford the bail money. So that's fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> My <laughs> husband couldn't either. So um, now the, 
what the, the program that you have that's kind of unique is, uh, well, explain it to us about the horse owners and, and working off medical expenses, that whole thing, because I, I, didn't, I didn't quite understand it, and I know that it's kind of unique, so that's why we wanted to have you on. Okay, awesome. Yeah, actually, we've got two programs. The first one is the work medical program, and then we have a work general program. And the way that it works, if somebody in the community comes to me and says, you know, hey, I've got this three-year-old little, you know, stud cold. I need to have him gilded. and I can't afford it. Okay, perfect. You'll fit into the work medical program. They will come out here, and they work off basically the money. So if the surgery, let's say, is $200 to have him gilded, that would be 20 hours worth of work. So they'll get, you know, $10 an hour. And the way that it works is they come and they work off half the half the hours, you know, half the money. So that'd be, you know, ten hours. We have the the horse gilded and then they'll come back and work off the other ten. So then it benefits both parties. We can get the much needed we work around, you know, need here, and then they can get a service that they couldn't afford to have done. And everybody needs help from time to time, you know, military families, medical, something comes up where you they can afford to care for the horse but they can't afford an expense like that. Um, and we do the medical work program. It's for gelding, you know, getting their teeth done, inoculations, echo supplies, microchipping. So there's a lot of services we can offer to help the community, and then they help us as well. And are, do you pay for that, or do you have a, a deal with some veterinarians? Or Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll pay for it out of pocket, but we've got sponsors we work with, you know, great vets. Uh, Brazos Valley Equine Hospital, Dr. Brett Whitaker is amazing out in Toledo. And there's different vets that you work with in the area. So if they come out and they put in their time, we will absolutely get it done for them. And the other program is the work general program. If they need, you know, if they say, hey, you know, they need ground bells, they need barn repair, you know, if they need their fix fixed or they need a link to put up, we can do that as well. And it's the same as far as, you know, hours and work and what not that needs to be done. I assume that it hasn't been too hard getting the word out about this because word of mouth would travel fast on something like that. Yes, it does. Yeah. It does. Is and it? people can ask for help <laughs> twice a year. Um, and I will verify when they call me and say, hey, you know, I need help with whatever it may be. I will go to their house and because I don't want to, there's a lot of shady people out and I don't want to get taken, you know, granted for so I will go out, you know, assess the situation. We'll talk about what needs to be done. If they have a vet that they work with, I'll call the vet, you know, is this necessary? What needs to be done? What's the cost? And then we just go from there. So how popular is this program? How much do people really want to work for what they need? Um, it's actually been pretty good. And it's the demographics out here is, you know, we've got really, you know, Blue collar down to low class, and and I'm not gonna stereotype anybody because we you know we've had you know some families that have just fallen on hard times. You know, dad got laid off, or they were military and they're having to move, and they need plug-ins and health certificates. It's it's actually pretty popular. Good, that's pretty, awesome. Especially right now, being wintertime, you know, with hay or springtime with shows coming up, and some people will do it just to come help us out. Um, and they don't necessarily fall under, like, the work program. If they just need, you know, Coggins for shows, they'll come out and help, you know, four hours, you know, we'll pay to have the Coggins set. Because with us being new to this facility, you know, they know that we need work, help. My husband works, I'm at home. 
And so they know that we just need extra help. Well, you know, and that's they true of any rescue, use. right? I mean, the hardest thing for rescues is to get volunteers. And here you're you're not actually getting volunteers. You're basically just working a trade. Great, correct. Yeah. Great. And, and help, it works out great. And we've helping never everybody. Had any, yeah. yeah, we've never had anybody, you know, have the services done and then not come back and you know, do their that. hours. We do a little contract. Um, you know, I'm not going to take somebody over to court for it, but it's it works out well. It definitely works out well. It's definitely something that I think other rescues should look at doing, and it, it as you said, it provides a... And any time you can get a horse gelded, Jamie's happy. She's happy. Geld that. Well, absolutely. <laughs> I totally agree. I don't, I don't believe in breeding at all. There's way too many horses out in the world, and if there's an opportunity to geld somebody, I totally agree. It's called brain totally. surgery for a reason, Glenn. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly totally opposite agree. of what your grandmother said. So, well, just <laughs> <laughs> um, where can people find out more about what you do? Where, what's the website? Um, well, since we are kind of new, our, our website is kind of all screwed up. So they can find me on Facebook. Okay. Jacqueline Jones, J-A-C-L-Y-N Jones. They can email me, grfequinerescue at gmail.com. Um, I mean, we're pretty easy to find. Everybody in the area knows, you know, that's the rescue lady. So it's, we're pretty easy to find. It's Thorndale. If anybody needs anything done. Thorndale, Texas, right? Correct. Okay. Thorndale, Correct. Texas. I think, you know, there, I think there might be other rescues out there who are interested in, in modeling a program like this, too. I think it's a great idea. And as you said, it's a win-win-win for everybody. And instead of just giving somebody something, they have to work for it a little bit, even if they are on downtime. Absolutely. So I, I love that idea. And, and also, they might learn something along the way, too, working with you and right. your organization, too. So Yeah, that, even if they come out and they're not necessarily, you know, putting up fence or fixing the barn— you know, they can, we've got babies that need, you know, to be learned how to leg because they don't, you know, they can brush, they can give cookies, they can give, I mean, there's lots of different things to do. It's not just, oh, you know, I'm going to go out and break my back, you know, putting a fence up. There's lots of stuff to do. So there's, we've got, got something for everybody. Sounds good. Well, Jacqueline, good luck with this and good luck with the new property. That's always exciting and a hell of a lot Absolutely. of work at the Thank same you. time. So we. It is, it is. I'm <laughs> exhausted, but it's totally worth it. Well, good. Thank you for doing what you do to help the ponies. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you. Yeah, have a good day. Well, you know, I like when the, you know, there's so many rescues out there and they all kind of fall under the same model. And I like when somebody does something different. I Uh, do. You know, it's funny, but I have the same, I mean, I'm not a rescue, but I let all of my teenagers work off their lessons mm-hmm. by cleaning poop uh, and pay- and cleaning stalls and cleaning pastures. Because I think too, you know, when people work for things, it gives the, it gives that thing value. So, you know, they appreciate their riding lessons more when they've had to work for it. These people appreciate getting their hay and their grain and their veterinary care, their animals taken care of because they've worked for it. And I think that's such an important thing. You know, mama doesn't pay for my lessons. I work them off or whatever, whatever insert. This is paid for by work, you know? So I think that's fantastic. Way to go, Jacqueline. That's really cool. 
Good idea. Well, we, you know, another good idea is to stop over to horselovers.com for all of your oh, shopping no. needs. And I was just What on, is it now? Uh, I was just on there today and you western lovers will be happy to know that they have a huge warehouse cleanup sale on western products. And I'm talking everywhere from housewares, they also have Justin boots on sale for up to 95% off. They have Justin paddock boots uh, on sale for like 20 some dollars. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, they have horse products, a ton of those. They have 200 horse products on clearance right now, uh, marked down up to 50 to like 70% off some of these, including they have breeches in there. They have tights in there. They have halters and saddle pads and all kinds of things. They have the uh, Berkeley halters for 12 bucks. And I noticed that some of our uh, auditors were looking for halters too. They have the saddle pads marked from $60 down to 38 and it just goes on and on and on. They have they have so many different sales going on right now. I can't I just can't list them all. They're just too See, many. I need a belt. So these Western belts are now I'm looking at them. See, every dang time we do this ad, it costs me money. See, I know, but they're relatively inexpensive. So again, you can use the same excuse you always use, which reminds me right after this, Babe, we're going to talk about another topic. But it was like free almost. It's like I, right. I made you money had buying it. To do okay. It. You I had to get had one to anyway, and so now it was like free almost because oh, I like this. Yeah, one. don't buy don't buy a bridal though because we just sent you one yesterday in the mail. Oh, okay, good to know. <laughs> when we got you at Ada, so it's on the way. Cool. And then have gloves for $21. They have a lot of the winter jackets and things, because it's coming hopefully to the end of winter for many of you, uh, are marked down. They have the Townsend Bridles down to $43. I mean, just all kinds of stuff over. And I didn't even look at the Enter to Win, which is... Uh, which is a show sheen type products. You can enter to uh, win those. It's the Naughty Horse products uh, over there right now. The deal of the day. It's just it takes forever to go through all of these sales and deals. <laughs> just there's a whole pile of them. Go over now and shop today at horselovers. Dot com. I do not think there is an active HRN code. I've been asked that right now, but you won't need it. Stuff's on sale enough anyway. Speaking of which, there was a study, <laughs> a new study that came out, and this was by the National Endowment of Fi Financial Education that showed two in five individuals have deceived their partner, their spouse, financially. It's called financial infidelity. Now, that Two and five kind of surprised me that it wasn't higher, actually. And what that means is you have a secret credit card, or you don't tell them that how, exactly how much you spend on something, or you just don't tell them you bought it at all. And I contend, as a horse husband and a tax shop owner for the last 30 years, I contend that in the horse world, uh, with horse women, it's five and five. <laughs> Any argument there? Listen. <laughs> I do not know what you're talking about. I, 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 didn't I think, think you did. that but you're what the you're exception saying, to the rule. What you're saying is ridiculous, and I think it's rude. And I would never purchase a product without my husband's knowledge. I am not right now going to discuss vet bills with you because that is something. 
So that's my personal information. Okay. <laughs> it's not something. Do you have a credit card that he does not know about? He doesn't listen to the show, so we can talk about this. I don't have a credit card that he does not know about, but I do have my own credit card, like my own Visa debit, like my own separate account for horse mm-hmm. purchases. But I buy all the hay and I do all of that and I pay <clears throat> particular bills with that card. Um, but I would never tell him something falls. Like if I bought something on horselovers.com, I would of course tell him that. Of course. You never hit a box that came in and it just went into the tack room. And you never rubbed a little bit of dirt on that bridle so it didn't look brand new. Listen, there's certain certain (laughs) things that my husband and I discuss and there's certain things that we need to keep private to keep our marriage successful. (laughs) Do I need to know? It's not one of the three F's, right? No, (laughs) secrets is throw that in there. So sometimes I don't need to know how much he spent on his day of golf. I really don't need to know. They don't tell me. Which is ridiculously expensive, by the way, day of golf. uh, Yeah, Yeah. this new club, he went and got a club fitting and it was like 200 bucks to even get fit for a club. Why would you get fit for a club? Like a whole set of clubs. I'm like, why would you need to get fit for clubs? And I'm like, I need a new dressage saddle. And he's like, sweet, I'm getting my clubs. So we discuss <laughs> things like that. What we don't possibly discuss is vet bills. Mm, oh, vet bills? We don't it. talk about vet bills. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I can't. When I'm we had there. our tech shop, I can't tell you how many people would come in. And we we even had a couple come back after they checked out. And they would go out to their car and they'd come back and say, damn, I used the wrong credit card. Can I use this other one? Because my husband doesn't know about this other one. And we'd actually have to cancel the charge and put it on the other one. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, you're providing a service. Good job. That's right. We're we're saving marriages is how I look at it. Encouraging divorce is what you're doing. (laughs) You know what the article did say that was interesting, and it, it directly applies here. They said it is more prevalent with people that have they didn't use the word insane, but with people who are truly have a hobby. So whether you fly model drones or model airplanes or you're into knitting, uh, that the more obsessive you are about a hobby, the more you hide stuff from your spouse. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. They <clears throat> said, Again, I don't hide things from my spouse. We are 100%. Yeah, of course. Yes, we, we understand that. <laughs> And when Dr. Hendricks comes, it is always for a border source. Oh, <laughs> oh he was out here seeing Jacob. Oh, Sorry. yeah, for border source. Yeah. Joey, darn yeah. Joey, he got into some trouble again. <laughs> five and five. Anybody want to argue with me? Any horsewomen out there want to argue with me that it's not five and five? You just you just drop me a note. Just glenn at horseradionetwork.com and tell me that it's not five and five on that one. It's six and five. <laughs> I think they've had this discussion in the auditor room in the past, and we pretty much determined it was everybody. I think I just remember one of the auditors uh, on our Facebook page telling me that she had to have her horse lover's purchases and some other zoo lily sent to her work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a recent discussion. Hey, one other thing before we get to our health segment for the day is Billy Joel's in the news. One of the Best concert I 
concerts I ever went to years ago was a Billy Joel concert. It was in Philadelphia. It was in the old stadium. It's been torn down now. Uh, he had like five pianos and five different levels. He was jumping up and down, playing upside down. It was just a great concert. Um, it might have been good, too, because the level of marijuana smoke where we were sitting was pretty high. Um, so that might have helped my memory of the concert. I'm not sure. But it was it was really good. Well, he I didn't realize that his wife, who is a little bit younger than he is, uh, his wife is a show jumper, and he just bought his second adjoining $3.5 million farm in Wellington. A couple years ago, he bought one, and now he has added this 12-star barn with grooming quarters, attack room, and five paddocks to the other one. The other one he bought for $3.6 million in April of 2016. So, so let me ask. Let me interrupt here. Yeah. Wasn't Billy Joel married to Christy Brinkley? He was, and he has a daughter that's uh, 32 years old. Her name is Alexa, and that was pre before you could name anybody. You, no, now you can't name your daughter Alexa. Nobody's allowed to be named Alexa again, That'd be thanks ridiculous. to Amazon. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> Amazon kind of squashed that. But uh, yeah, her name is Alexa, and now this new wife, whose name is, uh, do you have her name here? Let me see. Uh, Alexis Roderick, uh, her name is Alexis Roderick, just had a, a baby. So now he has a two-year-old, an infant, and a 32-year-old daughter. Let me ask this. Yes. He has a 32-year-old daughter. Yes. How old is his current wife? I don't Please. know, but I'm going to guess that she's younger. <laughs> younger than 32. Well, no, I don't know that. Let me look this up. I don't know that for I sure. I want to see if she's younger than the than than the daughter. Um, um, she is, according to this, uh, 35. Oh, God. It's like a peer group with your child. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, okay, so anyway, it was more about the property he bought and that she is actually a show jumper. <laughs> and and, yeah. and he was there with Bruce Springsteen over the weekend, who was down there in Wellington watching his daughter, Jessica, and they were there together. So we had like the legends of, of music. Oh, their daughters together. and wives were hanging out. Yes, That's they were all. That's so sweet. <laughs> they're like all hanging out together because they're all the same the age. The point was he That's brought another gross. property down there. That was the point. That was just... You always take it. I heard nothing. I know. I know you did. I know know exactly what you heard. All right. Next, uh, let's talk a little bit about our health segment of the week, which is brought to you by. That's your cue. (laughs) That's me. Okay. (laughs) Uh, This week's health segment is brought to you by Purina Mills. Greatness never ages. So help your senior horses live their best lives with Purina Equine Senior Horse Feed. It has active age a proprietary prebiotic proven through years of research to support a senior horse's aging immune system. To learn more, visit PurinaMills.com backslash equine senior. And there goes ever getting Billy Joel on the show. Oh, like that was a challenge threat. <laughs> Here's Jennifer threat. with uh, Dr. B of Lexington, Kentucky. I'd like to talk to him. Talking about NSAIDs coming up. <laughs> It's time for the Horses in the Morning Horse Health Report, when our intrepid hosts, together with an unlucky member of the equine veterinary trade, attempt to inform, enlighten, or terrify horse owners everywhere into funding a Kickstarter campaign to mass-produce Kevlar-coated, bubble-wrap-lined equine products. And here we are again, 
with Dr. Brian Waldridge, known to uh, a great deal of the horse world as Dr. B's Bluegrass on Facebook, who is a veterinarian in central Kentucky, but he's also a avid promoter of central Kentucky as the most wonderful horse place in the whole wide world. Welcome back to the show, Dr. B. Oh, thank you. It's always a pleasure. So much fun having you here. And this time, I've got a a weighty topic. It doesn't sound like much, but I've got a sneaky suspicion there are going to be a lot of really big words that I don't quite understand in this conversation. All the time you hear people talking about your horse having this, that, or the other minor boo-boo, minor issue, just needs a little painkiller for a few days and everything's going to be fine, and they're going to give them painkiller X, Y, or Z. So I thought we would discuss today what the difference is between three of the most common ones that we see our veterinarians allow us to use for our horses, and that would be Butte, Banamine, and a newer one on the market called Equiox. So maybe you can kind of give us an overview of painkillers and why they're not all the same and why our vet might recommend using one over another. So that whole family of drugs are called non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs or NSAIDs, N-S-A-I-D-S. And so what that really means is they're anti-inflammatory drugs. They reduce inflammation and things that go along with inflammation or redness, pain, swelling. And so they reduce those signs and they're different than steroids because steroids do the same thing, but they block the enzymes at, at different areas. So they're um, used to reduce those signs that we see, so mainly mainly pain and swelling in our horses. But each of those drugs are, are well, the but and banamine, or which I should say is phenylbutazone and flinixin megalamine, which are but and banamine, have a slightly different mechanism of how they block those enzymes as compared to the furacoxib, which is in the equiox. Phew. My brain hurts already. <laughs> so Don't take but, though. Don't take but, yeah. And it's not for people. Why is it that? Butte is something that we use for horses, and I've seen it uh, prescribed for dogs, but humans don't use it. So it's a, well, we'll talk about this when we talk about the, the side effects, but, but Butte, or phenylbutazone, I mean, it, had, it was an old human drug, but it had one of its side effects is, is kidney disease. So oh, well, there we go. When a, in, and we could can start talking about that now is that one of the side effects of, of NSAIDs and the butanbanamine more so than um, Equiox is when the, and this is one of the ways we talk about why you may use one over the other too, is that in dehydrated animals, the kidney will make its own prostaglandins, which is one of the things that these drugs block because the job of prostaglandins or one of the jobs of prostaglandin is to dilate blood vessels. So when the kidney says, I need more blood flow, it makes more prostaglandins, which makes the arteries and the veins open up, more blood comes to the kidney. And so when we've given a drug that blocks that chemical reaction in the body, then it can't do that. So there's less blood flow to the kidney, and that's why you can see kidney damage with uh, non-steroidal drugs. I didn't know that. So that's one of the side effects. What other some other side effects that we might be concerned about with, with any of these three common painkillers. 
uh, again, more in uh, the, the butanbanamine category, but another good thing that prostaglandins do is, and it's important in horses as well as in humans, but in horses is one of the, the big defenses against gastric ulcers is prostaglandins tell the stomach, let's make more mucus, and that mucus is what's the first line of defense against the stomach acids. The mucus lines the inside of the stomach, and so it's a physical barrier to um, to the acid damaging the lining of the stomach where the ulcers will occur. And also they found with um, NSAIDs that once an ulcer occurs, the ability for that ulcer to heal is decreased by those non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Yeah, potentially because there's less blood flow and there's less mucus produced, but also because things like white blood cells come in there and kind of clog up the little capillaries, the little blood vessels that help healing. So um, that's one of the other worries about it. I never knew the mechanics of how um, ulcers were related to the use of bute and banamine. Now I know. What an amazing light bulb moment! <laughs> <laughs> And, and you explain it so that I actually understand. Thank you very much for dumbing it down for me. So what else? Oh, it's not hard for me to dumb down anything. <laughs> that's where I live. That's that's my world. That's your world. So in the case, so so far, at least in two cases, Equiox going, oh, doesn't have those side effects. But I'm sure Equiox has its fair share of side effects as well. Well, and people may remember there were you know similar drugs were on the market for humans and still are. And those are the the drugs in Encoxib, C-O-X-I-B. When you, you know, see those drug commercials or your doctor put you on one of those drugs, is some of those were taken off the market because there were some, some other side effects in, in humans and they took them off. But those drugs are targeted against a drug or an enzyme called cyclooxygenase 2. And, and all non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs act on the enzyme called cyclooxygenase and, and what that enzyme does and its job is when the cell is damaged, then cyclooxygenase 2 is turned on and it makes prostaglandins. But there's different types of prostaglandins. So the cyclooxygenase 2 makes prostaglandins that are more likely to do things like make blood vessels dilate. Another job of prostaglandins is to sensitize nerves to pain and so when we block that side of the inflammatory cycle, we're hopefully blocking the, the adverse effects of the injury or the pain that occurs. But if we only block that cyclooxygenase uh, 2 side, there's also another enzyme called cyclooxygenase 1. And that one makes our, our good, our good um, prostaglandins. And so that are the prostaglandins that do things like help your kidney to maintain blood flow, tell the stomach to make more um, mucus to help protect it against the acid. So I kind of think cyclooxygenase is evil. You know, that's Darth Vader. And then cyclooxygenase 1, that's our good ones. That's Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker. And like the, the force is like cyclooxygenase all together. So there's good prostaglandins, bad prostaglandins, and each other job in the body. But what we try to do with drugs like uh, ferrocoxib and the Equiox is we're hopefully still blocking the bad side of prostaglandins that cause the pain, the swelling, but we're also letting the good ones work to keep our stomach and, and kidneys happy. So what we're doing with the newer one, the Equiox, and how do you say the, the chemical name of it, not the brand name? Ferrocoxib. Ferrocoxib. 
Ib, there we go, were trying to block Darth Vader while letting Luke Skywalker do his thing. There we go. Yes, ma'am. Good okay. way to put it. Versus the older ones that we're more familiar with, which is Butte, and more accurately, Banamine is the trade name, and the chemical name is Flinuxin. Flinuxin, Megalamine. There we go. That one keeps all of the Jedi out. Right. It, they, those don't care which cyclooxygenase they block. So they block both cyclooxygenase 1 and cyclooxygenase 2. It's, it's really cool when you look at where they're able to, and I don't know how they do such things, um, but they're able to show in 3D what those enzymes look like. And drugs like ferrocoxib fit like a little key into that enzyme cyclooxygenase 2 and block it specifically. So they don't, they're not able to, that key works on that cyclooxygenase 2 enzyme, but doesn't fit into cyclooxygenase 1 and turn it on. They're, they're really interesting molecules because they actually go into that enzyme, stick in a specific spot and turn it off. There we go. So it can, it can drive down that tunnel on the Death Star and shoot to kill to kill the Death Star, whereas you know, and that's all he can do. He can't do anything else. There we go. Well, that's been a fascinating discussion on some really common pain relievers relievers that many of us have in our barns. So, whenever your horse has something that needs some pain relief, make sure that you have discussed with your veterinarian if he's not coming out that very moment which one you should use and why, because they're not all created equal and they have different side effects. And where can folks follow along with your many, many adventures, Dr. B? So I'm on Facebook at Dr. B's Bluegrass. And uh, so I always greatly enjoy it when people get to come and visit on the, from afar and see the crazy things that happen here in Kentucky and some of the cool things we get to see. And everybody's going to love following it. It's horse husband and horse children approved because you don't, pro- you don't post icky, yucky veterinary pictures like most people do who are veterinarians. You, pr- you post really beautiful, fantastic pictures from all over central K- Kentucky and your adventures. So go and like it today, Dr. B's Bluegrass. And thank you again, Dr. Brian Waldridge. Oh, thank you for asking me. It's always a pleasure. Do you know how to tell if your horse is a senior? If you guessed age, you'd be wrong because not all horses age at the same rate. So how do you know when your horse has entered their golden years? Well, you might notice gray or white hair around the eyes and muzzle, weight loss, low energy, decline in dental condition, or a choppier gait due to aches and pains. If any of these describe your horse, he or she might be a senior and it might be a good time to start him or her on Purina Equine Senior or Equine Senior Active Horse Feed. They both have ActiveAge, a proprietary prebiotic proven through years of research to support a senior horse's aging immune system. With Purina Equine Senior, greatness never ages. To learn more, visit PurinaMills.com backslash ActiveAge. I understood the part about the Star Wars references in that conversation. That's where I I I got that. I did not get that at all. I was like, what? I I didn't understand all those other big words, but when they started talking Star Wars, Jemmy probably was with me on that because she's a big Star Wars. She was probably with me on that because Jemmy didn't listen to a word. Yeah, that was about it. (laughs) That was about it. (laughs) I understood the blocking Darth Vader and all of that. I was like, what? Death Star? What? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Jemmy might have the Lego version of the Death Star. 
she might have that. Um, Even though I have to call you out, Glenn, because we were behind the scenes laughing at you for not knowing what NSAIDs are. I had no idea. And <laughs> believe me, when they started using their really big words, I was like, okay, I just... Glenn types in the show notes, okay, behind the scenes here, NSAIDs are non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, N-S-A-I-D apostrophe S. Glenn types in E-N-S-A-D-E-S, like it's something, like he has no no heart. And you host a lot of horse radio shows. I do, I do. But you know, when the health stuff comes on. I'm kind of like, well, let's get to first world problems before we get to our crappy <laughs> list of the week. All right. These are first world problems that are submitted to me uh, by you guys, the listeners. And uh, this week is all auditors. And I, I submitted this on Monday. So some of these are kind of dated. They're like from two days ago. So uh, here we go. I'm going to read the name of the person who's having the first world problem, the equestrian first world problem. And then uh, their problem. Keep in mind, if you have an equestrian problem, it's a first world problem. Guaranteed. That's just how we live. All right. Kristen says, our 200 acre farm where I can ride wherever I want to doesn't have an indoor arena and it's supposed to rain all week. Oh, how are you going to live? <laughs> I know. I don't know how she does it. Terry says that the layer of ice under the snow means I have to ride in the indoor arena. You guys should. You guys should talk to each other. <laughs> yes. And Carly lives here in Arizona. And I feel, I feel this sister. This was yesterday. It's going to be a high of 54 tomorrow. I don't own anything that'll keep me warm enough. I literally <laughs> may die of frostbite girl. I was like freezing yesterday. Even Chad was like, it looks like it should be nice outside, but it's freezing. Yeah. It was like 54. Can I throw in God. our first world problem here in Florida is it's already hitting 90 degrees this week. Yeah, we had, we had that like two weeks ago. So I don't know what's going on. We finally feel Chad's like, finally, we have a winter day. It was like our first winter day. Lorraine says Rocky's dressage show was a 15 minute walk from the barn, but he didn't want to walk in the snow. So we like called a friend with a trailer. <laughs> I'm sorry. You trailered a 15 minute walk. Wouldn't it be called warm up? <laughs> <laughs> Abby says, I just bought a beautiful new gray show jacket, but it was too big. So I just sent it back uh, to exchange it. And now IDK, if it'll get here in time for my show this weekend. Oh, my God. Do they wear gray show jackets? Yeah, Glenn. Where have you been? I've... She must show, like, jumpers. I was going to say, what's she showing? Um, Rhonda, and this is going to be a theme within this. And this is, again, why I told you all. I told you all not to do it. Rhonda says, I am out of shape for writing from the flu that I got on the HRN cruise. <laughs> Can, mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Before we go on, Jemmy, we have a few from the cruise. We've been saving these up for you, Jamie. So, Jemmy, you want to you do a couple first? <laughs> Is Lynn's? Because yeah, Lynn says, I came home from the cruise to a week's worth of frozen poop and I got a cold. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got the cold too, Lynn. I'm with you. <laughs> so. Yeah, I just have a couple that I caught that people were saying. And we were calling ourselves out yeah. <laughs> on these. Right. But, yeah, we um, here we go. This this is one. This is one for me. 
Oh, it takes too long to. I'm gonna do it in Jamie's voice. It takes too long to upload videos from the front deck of the cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The connection isn't strong enough, guys. It takes too long. All right, here's the second one. Um, so if you remember, my roommate on the trip was Charlotte, and because of Charlotte's um being in a wheelchair and everything, that we had the extra large stateroom. So. But there were only there are only outlets on one side of the room. So my my first world problem was, ugh, I have to cross my extra large stateroom to plug in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> there was, was like four times the size of everybody else's. And uh, <laughs> was, oh my was, god, how did you make it, Jenny? Oh, I don't know. So and then there's I, another one that I had, and I even posted this on my Facebook page, which took forever to upload. Um, but oh every morning we would go down, and we'd have to get some work done for Horse Radio Network. And Jennifer and I and Jemmy would meet in the in the what was that called? What was that front area called, Jemmy? Solarium. The solarium. We'd have to meet in this beautiful solarium, adults only place, right by the. And we set oh, up it was about like twenty. A Greek- about 20 feet from the food and it was if a- the word solarium is in your problem it's first world <laughs> so we would set up we'd have our laptops there working off the ship's wi-fi which actually wasn't too bad and uh we would have to get up to get our food nobody served us it was like 20 feet away it was sweet. i'm going to punch you in the face right now <laughs> it truly was what happened the one morning i was sitting there going i have to like walk over there to get my food as I'm we're looking gonna at the ocean. <laughs> that how wha- who would one? even recognize that as I can't, a problem? I can't get I can't get my work done this morning because the sunset on the horizon is too distracting. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a glare from the sun over the ocean on the screen. <laughs> that was a oh problem. How are you gonna live? People are are punching us in our in their heads right now. Yes. They're punching <laughs> us right. their, their imaginations right now. Well, TJ says, I had to come a cold as a horse lover's cruise souvenir. See, you all are. I diseased. guess we all got the cold, huh? <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> um, are you guys done with your yeah, big, yeah, we're bad done. We're, I Glenn, can think of a dozen I cannot more. believe that you were like, oh my God, why is nobody serving me? <laughs> Hello, I'm in the solarium. I should be served. Oh no, someone was serving him. It just happened to, had to be me. <laughs> Employee. Jimmy, yes, can I'll you go, go get, get this for me? Jimmy, can you do Is that? Is that like a racism thing? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's right. <laughs> He's like totally racist. Like, how can he not be served in the solarium? Hello. God. Okay. Uh, I don't even, I mean, like, you guys should have saved those to the end because those are the best ever. <laughs> um,. Mo says, we're in the process of moving to Houston where horses and horse opportunities are so much cheaper than South Florida. And now I have so many options. I don't know what to choose. Do I do hunter jumpers, endurance, obstacles, Western trail? Ah, (laughs) do them all, Mo. Do them all. Why not? Tony says, oh my God. I know she's moving away. This is really sad for real though. For real. Are you guys sitting down? This Uh, is like a real problem already. Tony says, the other day, I went out for brunch with a friend after a lesson, and I spilled a mimosa on my brand new breeches. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Tony. 
So sorry. First of all, it's the loss of a mimosa. The second on your brand new breeches. <laughs> if they were mimosa. green, you wouldn't have noticed. If they were green. Uh, <laughs> mimosas are orange juice, baby. Oh, that's them. right. They are. Yeah, they're orange. Yeah. Yeah, not too many orange uh, breeches around anymore. No. Kind of went away God. in the 70s. Yeah. Kimberly says, when I tried to tidy up my horse's stall at my trainer's barn, I had to use a regular fork, not a flexing fork. <laughs> my God, that's like what poor people use. <laughs> a shout out while you're on that uh, No Horse Husbands episode tomorrow, because Joseph is also very sick with the crud. Did so. he go on the cruise? No, he was not on the cruise, but he's very sick, so we're not going to have a show tomorrow. We'll be back on Friday. I just wanted to mention that. Wendy says it's February in Sarasota and it's time to put up fans for the babies. Plus, I need to ride before it gets too hot so I can get to the beach by happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> we are a bunch of spoiled rotten brats, aren't we? <laughs> Kayla says, Good news, it's 60 degrees and everything is thawed out. Bad news, it's 60 degrees and everything is thawed out. <laughs> mud, mud season. Mud, it's mud season. Mud. Yeah. I don't says, miss mud season, do you? No. No. I don't like mud. I like mud less than snow. Uh Anne says, I have way too many horses. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it's like That's almost a problem, but then it wasn't a problem. <laughs> Lindsay says, I'm like walking around my house complaining about breaking in my new nine hundred dollar show boots. <laughs> Girl, that's a real problem. You're allowed to complain. It makes your feet hurt. Hey, the blisters are blisters, right? Doesn't matter where they more. come from. <laughs> Nelly says, I finally got this beautiful black and white mohair. Mekate. How do you say that? Mekate. I don't I'm know. I'm not Western. Yeah, I'm not Western either. This Western beautiful black thing. and white yeah. mohair and rawhide basal hanger. But my mare hasn't shed her brownish winter fur yet. I mean, it would look so much better if she was black. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this last saddle I had did not fit Zeus. And I literally was like, I need to sell Zeus and buy a horse that fits this saddle. (laughs) Because I like my saddle. The saddle was probably more expensive than Zeus. That's for sure. Uh, Without a doubt. (laughs) That was, oh, I didn't even put that together. You're right. Um. Catherine says, my horse and I celebrate our one-year anniversary tomorrow, and I don't have time to make him a cake. (laughs) Girl, you better make some time. This is important. And uh, let's see. I had one from being at Monty's. A flag is up. And this is for real, y'all. For real problems. I was at Monty Roberts Flag is Up Farms in Central California, and I could not decide... What saddle to use for my beach ride on the coast of California? Like, do you go with a dressage shuttle? Do you plop on the jump saddle? Or do you just go with a bareback pad? Thank God I went with the dressage saddle because I was able to have longer stirrups because Zeus was cray cray in the sand. And he like even reared up. He was so excited to be there. So... It was a really tough call between the dressage saddle on the beach. Like, do you go with a bareback pad? Because then, like, maybe sand gets up underneath it. But, like, then you don't have really any stirrups. And, like, how do you stay on the beach ride? You're going up and down hills. And, like, there's dunes. And it was just crazy. Uh, But I made it. I survived. Thank you. I saw the pictures. It looked like fun, actually. Uh, That was pretty amazing. It's probably the first dressage saddle ever on that beach, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Did I was it, like, well, this is new. And didn't it's have like, a horn, did it? <clears throat> um. No. Why would I 
why would you use a horn? Like that just seems weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> so now let me ask you a question. It is okay. Crappy List Wednesday, and then we're going to get to the book run to like chapter 20, I think. I've got to cleanse myself <coughs> of the first world problem right. voice. Well, I have okay? a, okay, I have a, I, I have two options for you, and I'm going to let you choose. You get a choice today of the crappy list you would rather have. So they're both from okay. Horse and Hound. It's a little bit of an English okay. flair. But the 12 reasons your horse is better than your ex, that's a new one that they just published, or the 14 things your horse does when you're running late. By the way, I have some issues with some of the X ones, so just saying. Well, then let's do that one. (laughs) Now, let me get through all of the various pop-ups. Horse and Hound, could you please let us read the articles? Just saying. I have to, everything from Horse and Hound, I have to copy and paste onto a Word doc and, like, delete all the crap, just so you know. I I know, and you're probably going to hear a video. Let me turn the sound down. That'll pop up, too, I'm sure. Uh, And I know that's a first world problem. I'm sorry. But it oh my crazy. God, these free articles online <laughs> like totally have advertisements. Advertisements everywhere. And and I, <laughs> it takes like 45 minutes for their page to load. And I'm still waiting for this one article to load. Let me... It is Horse and Hound, so it's called Advertisement. Oh, I'm it's sorry. An ad... I'm sorry. 12 Reasons Your Horse is Better Than Your Ex, written by Gemma Redrup. Uh, so uh, reason number one, the money you spend on your horse is 100% more justifiable than the money you spent on your ex. Obviously, hello. The horse is still with you. Why would you spend money on a boy? Well, see, that's the problem I have with this is more than likely he spent money on your horse than you spent money on him. That's the problem I have with number one. If she spent a dime on him, it was not worth it. uh, And she probably did not. That's my problem with number one. I'm coming to it from the boyfriend's point of view here. Number two, and probably why he's next. Number two, your horse doesn't call you in an inebriated state at 3 a.m. telling you how much he loves you. I wish he would. I was just going to (laughs) say just gonna say <laughs> like why isn't zeus calling I, I he's knew. galloping he did. down the road he why did last he night about 1 a.m he was telling you how yeah. much he loved you as he was trying yeah. to escape to a different state he was, running away <laughs> he was getting on the highway animal. and heading toward new mexico mm-hmm. yep he told you exactly you how much he, he loved got you outside of the gate and he had one of those like turn and look back kind of moments like in the romantic comedies where they're like you know the romantic dramas where they like they're separating and he looks back like one more time and then he's like I gotta go (laughs) (laughs) no I think he looked at Thor and said where's the closest farm with food that's what I think he actually said we need we need fresh grass we need grain number three you don't have to doll yourself up after riding your horse each evening prior to your boyfriend or girlfriend coming around for supper I have a problem with this one too that takes so long to get ready hello if you were a horse person we could just hang out I got a problem with this one too Jennifer never dolled up I got the I got the smelly girl in the evening so I have a problem with that one too you know what you married her so it must have been okay I'm just saying that never happened that's a lie number four you don't have to cater to your ex high protein your ex's high protein diet anymore the money you save on steak means you can now afford to register with the british show jumping that's you need about 85 no because if you're concerned about how much high protein your lame-ass boyfriend is getting can you imagine how much they spend on making sure their horse has enough fiber you know (laughs) by the way jemmy do any of these apply to non-horse girls you can jump in there uh and we've had the discussion about dating bodybuilders before. Jamie's determined that's not something you should do. Don't do it. So. Don't do it. I'm not even touching this topic. Right 
you no longer have to argue your case about how going to a dressage competition at the weekend is far more important than spending quality time with your ex. And if he was a bodybuilder, you would have to spend that time in a gym. Gross. It's like sweat everywhere. There's like people's like handprints and germs. It's so disgusting. Because nobody ever uses those little cleaning rags before they use the machines. They like are on a machine and they're literally dripping sweat onto it. And then they get up and walk off. And you're like, uh, hello. Is this your main reason for not going to the gym? Just saying. I would like to say, yes, that is my main reason that I don't go to the gym. It's because of all the germs. You can find I would number six. eat you... a sandwich after cleaning a stall, okay? You can finally wash your horse's entire rug, a bandage collection in the washing machine without getting an earful about rogue hairs appearing on your ex's work clothes. It isn't rogue. You wash it in the washing machine, and the entire inside of the washing machine is covered in horse hair. That's not rogue. That's entire, entire. <laughs> That's thousands of horse hairs. You know what? Do your own damn laundry then, okay? If you got a problem. I do, and I don't like to do it with the <laughs> horse hair all over the inside of the machine. That's true. That's super rude. I actually at least like take a wet paper towel and wipe out the inside. Thank you. After I do Thank my saddle you. pads. Do you know how I solve the problem? I run it through empty and hot water, and it all goes away. So that's what I do. And who's paying that bill? <laughs> Number seven, you can now go, by the way, after this, Jemmy is never dating a horse guy, ever, ever. If you find a horse guy, could you send him over? Because I've got about 27,000 horse girls I would like to meet. Okay, sorry. I was going to say, I thought the rumor was most wouldn't be interested in dating me anyway. Well, that is true. I mean, it's partially true. Uh, no. And that's not a racism thing. No, that's not. No, nope, not a racism thing. <laughs> not a racism thing. <laughs> okay. We're going to get so many emails after today. <clears throat> Number seven. <laughs> you, From my mom. Yes. <laughs> Next on the list. I'm trying. Number seven. You can now go to that three-day event you were planning instead of using a valuable holiday time to go on a pointless and altogether far less exciting... I, I'll just throw cruise in because it just says mini vacation, but... A freaking men. Let me tell you something right now. I dated a guy and he was like, we have to go to my family's Thanksgiving. And I was like, um, hello, Pine Top Horse Trials has a Thanksgiving weekend horse trial. And he's like, um, I need you to meet my mar- my mom. I mean, this is like the time where we can go meet my mom. And I'm like, ugh, well, I want to go to the... Say, I need you to meet my mayor, not my mom. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know. That's what mayor. she just said, yep. I did, I did. You really you know have horses on the brain. <laughs> There's a reason I do this show. <laughs> That's a Ford slip right there, boy. And then I had to go meet his dang mom, and I missed the Pine Top Horse Trials. And did I marry that guy? No. Nope. Did I have a good time that weekend? Hell no. Did I have to pretend that I liked her cooking and it was really gross? Yes. And I would even had to fake eat stuff because you don't, when you're in the South, seriously, stop putting ham and green beans. I'm not going to eat them. It's just, it's just, there's no way you can pick oh, you it can out. Pick no, you can't. <laughs> sorry. So good. Uh, number eight, your horse doesn't judge. <laughs> oh, sorry, I brought this topic up. Number eight, your horse doesn't judge you for spending five days camping in your horse box at a show. In fact, he thinks it's pretty cool and you should do it more often. 
I don't know about that. You know what? I don't think five days that's sleeping in my trailer <laughs> is what I would like to do. Yeah, that's a long time. But two nights, I could do two. Two. Uh, <laughs> your husband loves doing that too, doesn't he? He just loves sleeping in the horse trailer. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how I got myself a good living quarters trailer was I made him sleep in the gooseneck of my crappy two horse. And he's like, I'm not living like this. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times Jennifer slept in the truck uh, at horse shows. Cannot oh, yeah. tell you how many times she did that. We've all done it. And so, like I said, I took him up to Flagstaff. We were dating and I went to one horse horse trial and everybody had living quarters trailers. And I'm like, hello, this is my two horse with the dressing room. I have a mattress in the gooseneck. And it got down to like 40. And, and it was like July, right? <laughs> but we were in Flagstaff. Got down to 40 and he's like, nope, nope. I'm not living like this anymore. Got a hotel that night and then we bought a living quarters. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give you the last one here. You can get your horse's testicles removed if he starts behaving in an inappropriate manner. Sadly, this service isn't available for boyfriends. Ex-boyfriends. Ex-boyfriends. Keep the testicles it on is. the current boyfriend. It is. He's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> There's the list. Thanks to Horse and Hound for putting that together for our entertainment. We appreciate it. Well, everybody, as I said, we will not have a show tomorrow, but we'll be back on Friday with some really bad ads. Uh, and we had, we didn't have them last week. We were off last week, so we'll get back on track here. Send them to Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com. You get double the entries for the prizes if you read them yourself onto your phone and send us the recording. You get double the entries. We're getting a lot more of those, and it also means that Jamie and I don't have to work as hard on Fridays. And uh, we will not have a show for you tomorrow. <clears throat> so that's where we're um, at. Uh, for you those guys, who you guys weren't here last Wednesday because you yes. were off in Florida or whatever, yes. And um, just so you know, Cat Enright totally hit something with her car. Oh, driving in the dark. What she hit? And we don't know what she hit. Oh. So that's why this week. Did she find the kid yet? What's his name? Did she find him yet? That's kind of a plot line, Glenn. Oh, it's not going to happen halfway through. Oh, okay. Just checking. And we're to see like where we were. just about. Let's see. I'm holding it up a little over halfway. And we're on chapter 20, and she's still looking for the murder of the woman. Yes. yes. Okay. She hit something with her car. Oh, she hit something with her car. All right, we're ready. So this is going to be chapter 20. And, of course, uh, we have to hear a little bit about... Thank you, Jemmy, for joining us today. We appreciate it. My and uh, She quits. She quits. Yeah, she's done <laughs> after today. She's, done. she's like, this is the crappiest show I've ever been involved with. Why am I here? I have no idea. <laughs> If you want another crappy show, go listen to Jemmy and I's. It's called uh, Finding Florida, the Finding Florida podcast. Yeah, hey, I noticed hey, nobody hey. has ever asked me to be on that show. Uh, you haven't come to Florida yet. You're not in Florida. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can join us when you're in Florida. We had a bunch yeah. of listeners join us in Key West for our episode, which will come out shortly. So we had fun we'll doing that fun. with a bunch of listeners. So you have to see if you ever come to visit, you can join. Oh, thanks. All right, you're welcome. <laughs> and you're then right she'll be glad she'd never be invited back. <laughs> Hope she'll never be invited back. It's the first of the Cat and Wright mystery series written by Lisa Wysocki. It features Cat and Wright, a Tennessee Appaloosa horse trainer, Darcy Whitcomb, teenager with a trust fund, Bubba Henley, a budding juvenile delinquent, and John Gardner, a mysterious barn manager. And of course, there's Sally Blue. 
Thank you to the publisher, Cool Titles, for allowing us to read this book. If you want to read ahead, all four books in the series are available in stores and online everywhere or at lisawysaki.com. Chapter 20. I got out of the truck cursing. I peered under the truck and cursed again, wedged tightly up underneath the engine and extending back almost to the rear axle was a large, thick tree branch. At least it wasn't Bubba. Until the actual words popped into my head, I didn't realize that's what I'd been thinking. Vile tasting bile backed up in my throat. My stomach dropped down to my knees and my legs started shaking, obviously from the extra weight of my stomach. I sat down on the damp road in front of the truck. Not a very safe place, I admit, but my legs refused to take me anyplace else. I damned goose buried to hell and back. This was his doing. He lived near here on a house sitting on stilts on top of a floodplain. I don't know how he got a permit to build where he did. Some say he just didn't bother with the permit. He just built. With his family, you just didn't know. Just look at his beloved, beloved nephew, Frog. Come to think of it, I'd about have my fill of the Barry family tonight. As far as I was concerned, if you put them all together, they were about as smart as a bag of hammers. Geographically, this was still Davidson County, and when it came to Goose, county officials should have known better. Ever since Goose built the house, he had a vendetta going with the county over the speed limit on the road in front of it. This was a flat, straight stretch posted at 50 miles per hour, but he thought it should be 35. And when the county repeatedly ignored his complaints, he took matters into his own hands by placing tree branches just the size of the one lodged underneath my truck up and down the road. It was illegal, of course, and dangerous. The county had started with warnings and then fines and finally jail time. But Goose didn't care. He was bound to determine that the speed limit be reduced. He claimed it was a noise problem, but his house was at least 250 feet off the road. So it couldn't be that much of a problem. If he'd wanted complete silence, he should have chosen one of the lots over near near Cheatham Game Preserve. Quite a few of those land parcels were totally isolated, and I'm sure there'd be no problem of a speed limit on the old, bumpy logging roads that led to many of their lots. I looked at my watch. Almost nine o'clock. It was pitch dark. Any garage would be closed by now, and a tow truck would cost a fortune. But maybe John could come to my rescue. Maybe. I pulled my cell phone out of my pocket with trepidation. Sure enough, there were zero bars. Over the past few years, I tried every possible cell phone provider, and none gave me coverage in this spot. Together, the cliff and swamp conspired to provide a communications black hole. I considered the dark road. I didn't particularly feel like walking two miles home in the murky mist, but given the lack of any other viable option, I gathered my courage together, put one foot in front of the other, and started out. I decided that I really did need to break down and join AAA. Have I mentioned that I tend to be miserly at times and old-fashioned? My grandma raised me to not to want what I didn't need, but my problem was that I often couldn't tell the difference, or so John kept telling me. Well, now he could be happy. It looked as if I was finally going to spend some money on whether I wanted to or not. I wish Hank were here. It's not that I'm afraid of the dark. Okay, truthfully, dark places scare the bejesus out of me. And as long as I'm being honest, I still have a nightlight in my bedroom. I can trace my fear back to the dark, of the dark, back to the time I spent alone in Chicago as a nine-year-old in a rundown apartment. At night, rats and mice would creep in, and more than once I woke to the feel of a furry body scurrying over me. But that was a lifetime ago. No rodent would be out on a cold, rainy night like tonight. Or so I kept telling myself. As I walked, nothing stirred. The fog smelled like sand and rotten wood. Stray breezes sent showers of rain from the cliffs on my left. 
I stayed off the soft, narrow gravel shoulder and walked just inside the white line on the road's edge. Eventually, I stopped thinking about rats and congratulated myself for not sending the truck into the ditch. Now, that would have been a mess. Dense and swamp muck all over. Of course, there was a very real chance that someone would plow into the truck, even though I'd left the emergency flashers on. I'd gone about half a mile and pulled two or more of Goose's big branches off the road when I heard a car approaching from behind. Its headlights cast wide, shiny patches on the wet pavement, and its engine geared down as the driver saw me. Nervously, I stepped off to the side of the road and let the car pass. But instead, the car slowed as it slid alongside me and it came to a stop. My heart thudded into double time when the passenger door swung open and a voice from inside said, You better get in. The voice, I realized, belonged to Deputy Giles. And now that my wits were gathering themselves together, I saw the car had the official Cheatham County seal stamped on its inside. I saw the truck back there and called in a report to Metro. Looks like Gooseberry's going to spend a few nights in courtesy of Davison County. You want me to call in a tow for your truck? Metro's already got a car there, and they'll tow it to the impound lot if you don't call in your own tow. I nodded, and he picked up some papers from the passenger seat. As I got in with a mixture of curiosity and fear, Deputy Giles made the call. It was, I admit, the first time I'd taken a ride in a cop cruiser, and I had half a mind the deputy was going to take me back into Nashville and lock me up with a goose. Maybe there was the teensiest inkling of guilt in the back of my mind. Maybe I realized deep down in my subconscious that my sudden interest in snooping wasn't going to be met with open arms by the deputy. As the deputy rearranged the stack of paperwork, I noticed that the dash of the car and the space between the two front seats had a lot of serious-looking equipment attached to it. Each piece was equipped with its own set of blinking lights, hissing noises, and occasional semi-understandable squawk from the dispatcher in Ashland City. It was quite intimidating. The deputy noticed my inspection. Don't let the lights fool, fool you. All I got in here is a radio linked to the dispatcher, a phone radar, a computer, and a regular AM-FM radio. The Metro cars have all the cool stuff. His envy was obvious, but I forgot higher technology when, to my relief, he knows the car in the direction of the stable. I didn't know you ran a 24-hour traveler's aid service. Out of county, too, I'm impressed. I tried to keep it light now that my heart had resumed beating normally. He shrugged and said, Don't be mizzen, right? I'm just driving around thinking. The sheriff's been giving me a lot of grief. I guess he wants to wrap this up, make a quick arrest, huh? I tried not to sound uneasy, but all of a sudden I remembered Glenda's notebook was burning a hole in my coat pocket. I didn't want to know what Sheriff Big Jim would think of that. The deputy nodded. Yeah, the sheriff isn't the most popular guy in town right now. With you with or anyone on or off the force. He paused. How about you? You look like you've had better days. You can tell me now. Anyone been bothering you? Me? Why would anybody bother me? I immediately thought of Frog and wondered if the deputy had talked with him since our very recent conversation at Verna Mays. Oh, I don't know, he drawled. Just thought maybe someone like Adam Dupree may be somewhat bothersome. I looked at him in surprise. Adam? No, not at all. Why would you think that? I heard you were tighter than two peas in a pod, he said. Neither you mentioned it in your statement, so I wondered if it was a big secret or... It was reason you wouldn't want it to be mentioned. I hadn't had much time to think about the possibility of Adam and me as an us. The chemistry was there, but we hadn't spent enough time together to determine if there was enough to continue with it. There was too much else going on uh, in both our lives, but the thought of others gossiping about Adam and me was, as an actual couple combined with the evening's events was altogether too much. My Irish temper, which I now realize had been simmering for some time, boiled over.
First of all, I replied, I've never been on a date with Adam Dupree. In fact, I've spent a total of about three hours in his company. I don't know what constitutes a couple in your mind, but I certainly don't need to spend considerably more than three hours with a man before I decide whether I like him or not. Now, Ms. Inright, uh, Ms. Cat, don't get all in a huff. It's just that my Aunt Mary Bell works over in the nursing home, and she saw you and Mr. Dupree hugging and holding hands. And then my cousin Sissy waits tables over at the Riverside Restaurant. i just been wondering. Seems to me you hugging and holding hands and breaking bread together. Maybe you're an item. Holy bells, the grapevine is just humming around here, isn't it? All right, if you want to know how much of a couple Adam and I are, here's the deal. Monday, I gave a riding lesson. That included Glenda. She disrupted the entire class with theatrics. And I'm sure you know by now, Glenda Dupree can be a royal bitch. After the class, I went to Adam's office on Music Row in hopes that I could help... Hell, he could help me deal with her royal hiney. He said the best way was to just go over to Fairbanks and talk to her. And, you know, I went over there because that's when I realized Bubba was missing. And the next day, I found her. She was dead, but by God, I found her. And you have that much in my statement. This morning, I went to the nursing home to pay my condolences to Opal, Glenda's mother. Adam was there. I didn't know he was going to be there, and I didn't know I was going to be there. It was a difficult time. I don't know if your Aunt Mary Bell has mentioned it, but Opal's mind is not what it used to be. She upset both Adam and me. We held hands as we walked out to the parking lot and gave each other a friendly hug. And then we went out for a late breakfast and we talked. And that's the total extent of Adam and Mai's relationship. I see. What do you mean you see? What's that supposed to mean? Just that I see the extent of your relationship right now and it makes sense. He don't seem your type anyway. Blighty. He glanced over me and smiled. To tell the truth, before I heard about you and Dupree, I thought you might be interested in meeting my brother Brent. I had to laugh, wondering what kind of impression I had made on Deputy Giles in the full few days I'd known him that would make him want to introduce me to his brother. Brent's real quiet, but independent. A little stubborn, but caring. He's a veterinarian up in Clarksville. Small animals, though. He don't treat horses. The deputy turned into my driveway and wiggled around John's barrier. The lights of my house were a welcome sight. Lord, I was tired. I mean, he continued, if you're not interested in Dupree, maybe you'd like to meet my brother. You don't like Adam, do you? It wasn't a question. Deputy's eyebrows went up. Wouldn't say that, not at all. I just can't get a feel for the guy with him being Hollywood and all. I ain't ashamed to say my family is as country as a bowl of grits, so I got no common ground with Mr. Dupree. Nothing wrong with that. There's lots of people I don't share ground with. But I can tell you what, if you want to meet Brent, I'll arrange it. You just let me know. I shook my head. Thanks, Deputy. I do appreciate it, but I've got too many things swirling around in my head right now to make room for anyone else. Maybe later. He pulled the cruiser up to my front porch and put it in neutral. Too bad. I think both of you'd hit it right off. I uh, don't suppose any of those things swirling around your head have anything to do with the kid's disappearance or the lady's murder. He didn't wait for me to answer before he continued. I was just wondering maybe if you had happened on anything. I hesitated. I knew the question wasn't an idle one. If you've come across something, it sure would help me to hear about it. I told you Burns is making life difficult. He thinks maybe you had a hand in it, and everyone in that riding class of yours had something against the lady. The sheriff, he wants his case sewn up yesterday, and he thinks staying on my ass is the way to get it done. He looked at me and told me the search warrant had been to recover clothes I had been wearing, clothes from the night I reported Bubba missing the day I found Glenda. I'd already figured that out. My wardrobe was not so extensive that a few missing items would go unnoticed. They found blood on your boot. Blood that his doctor's record says the same type as Bubba Henley. My heart once again began thudding in my chest. This time, the rapid thumps in my chest were accompanied by hands that were clammy with cold. I tripped over the cap 
I said in my in hot defense. When I was outside Glenda's house, I scraped my hand. The cap got stuck on my boot and I had to peel it off. Remember, I gave the cap to you. That's how I found out Bubba was missing. I, I know that. Calm down, said the deputy. He placed a large hand on my arm. I'm just telling you how the sheriff sees it. That cap, by the way, didn't only test positive for the kid's blood type. It tested positive for the ladies as well. Deputy Giles and I sat there in silence for a minute or more while I took several deep breaths and processed all that information. Then I got out as he shifted the car into reverse. Well, he said as I was closing the door, if you run across anything, it sure helped me out. The car began to roll. Deputy, wait. The car stopped. You were willing to share your information with me, and I know you didn't have to do that. So maybe I have run across some things, some things. I, I don't know. Do you want to come in? I at least owe you a cup of cocoa for the lift home. The smile on the deputy's face was almost enough to salvage my day.